You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. On this episode, we'll be talking with Rachel Edmonds about a theatre play she has recently written, produced and acted in called Have You Tried Yoga? This is about the visible or invisible lives of those living with a chronic illness or a disability. Plus, Rachel will also be talking about her own personal journey with disability. Um, so, Rachel, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you going? Good, thanks. Awesome, awesome. Um, so just to kick us off, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and what your life looks like at the moment? Yep, um, I'm 24. Um, I have a disability. I have many, really. They started off as chronic illnesses and then I sort of just kept getting more and it got to the point where um, I needed mobility aids and, and a lot of things to help me uh, get around. Um, so... I'm a, I trained for three years to be a professional actor, so that's my uh, occupation, I guess, um, and I'm also a writer, so I've had a, a little bit published and, and most recently been working on, on theatre shows, so that's, that's me. So we're here to talk about your play, Have You Tried Yoga? Can you tell us um, about this play and what initially inspired you to write it? Um, so, have you tried yoga? I'd probably call it more of a um, theatre piece than a play, really, um, because it wasn't uh, a straight play in the sense of script back and forth, or th- there was a lot of a lot of other elements um, to it as well. Um, I'd sort of been writing it, and the idea I'd come about a couple of years ago. Um, I wanted to give a bit more awareness um, to invisible illnesses and disabilities um, because I was walking through the world ill and uh, no one knew and I was expected, I guess, um, by people around me to be just as good at, mm. at um, just as able, I guess is a better word, at things um, than they were and, um, um, and that was getting difficult and then in December I was completely overtaken by a new illness and, um, and I spent a lot of time in hospital over, over the December and, and January and I've spent a lot of time in hospital since mm. and um, I thought I need to extend this play um, or piece and, and make it a little bit more about the whole community, um, the whole disabled community and um, I started getting submissions from... I'd collected a few over the last couple of years, but I started getting submissions um, from the public and from friends um, telling me a little bit about their experiences, um, their lives, positive things, negative things, um, experiences of ableism, which is uh, discrimination against people with disabilities. That's the word for it. Mm. Um, And I put together this piece um, based on script and also... Um, using, I guess, physical metaphors <laughs> um, to sort of highlight things in a more emotive way. Yeah. Um, and I think you touch on a really good point, Rach, that uh, there's some disabilities which are quite obvious to people and can be seen by everyone in the community, but then there's other disabilities which are, as you say, invisible. 
Um, I mm. guess one of the biggest examples would be um, our fat phobia as a society, mm. um, whereas there are so many um, invisible illnesses that cause weight gain um, and so many medications that cause weight gain and mm. our emphasis on a society of being thin um, is, is ableist as much as it is um, discrimination against those people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I guess that with something like that, there could be a range of reasons why someone is obese, and it's not, um, you know, necessarily anything else than perhaps a condition that they've had since birth, and it could be something that they can't they can't help. So, Rachel, I understand that um, elements of the um, <laughs> elements of the, elements of the play, as 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 I suppose I'd call it, um, include elements of your own life and experiences. Can you um, tell me a bit about what it was like to go back and relive some of those experiences? Yeah. um, So I guess the ones I wrote into the show had been fairly recent experiences and it was really interesting looking at the show from a producer's and um, writer's perspective and trying to objectify um, things in terms of their effect, but also um, being aware of how much my life has changed and how much these things have impacted me um, and my family as well. And, and knowing speci- there was a specific um, section um, I knew was quite intense and that was going to be quite difficult for my family to watch and, um, and hear about. Um, so that was... Um, I guess I tried to objectify it as much as possible, but there's there's only so much you can do. And then once you get into the show and you're doing the performances, it's not objective anymore. It's it's very much um, in the moment and and going back and reliving those moments again. Yeah. Um. And what's what's the response been from people who have seen uh, the show? How how have they received that? Um. So I've had some really really great reviews. Um from public and also from um, a few, um, I guess, online magazines. Um, the response has been really positive. Um, one <laughs> one reviewer said as much as to say it, it, the show is uh, could start a new sort of um, element of social change and um, awareness and, and that um, understanding that that the change we're making in society goes past putting a ramp in here and and doing this and doing that. It actually goes into how we behave as individuals um, around people and the things that we say and do and how that affects people. Um, So I I think um, when I was putting the show together and a lot of the responses have definitely highlighted um, that there is... The aim of the show was um, to get people to look at themselves and how they can make their lives, how they can change the things they say and do to make other people's lives um, easier and, and just to promote a better better understanding. Yeah, so the... Yeah, and I guess it sounds like the things that you shared in your show are relatable to a lot of people who have disability or who might uh, have an illness. Yeah, I um, I tried to write the show with to make people who have chronic illness and disability feel understood and um, and feel like there are people out there who who are trying to help, um, but also to make people who are able-bodied aware 
So I was trying to sort of juggle both those things at the same time. If you don't mind me asking, because I've, I've got a disability myself, when it comes to the whole, um, when it came to like all, all your acting and the different things you wanted to pursue, did you ever have those people that said to you, you know, you'll never do this or, or you won't make it or anything like that? I remember I had a class once and the teacher in the class said um, something along the lines of if, if you get sick often then this isn't the career for you and I remember being so angry and upset. I haven't had anyone specifically point me out and, um, and, sa- and say to me you can't do this and you can't do that but I've definitely been sitting in a room when people have made comments um, along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, would you mind, because you touched earlier on um, some of the experiences that you've had um, within the play, play, would you mind unpacking those and telling us a bit more about some of them? Yeah, so one of them was, um, so I have trigeminal neuralgia, which is a facial um, nerve condition, um, which I got in December, (laughs) about a week after I finished drama school. Um, And I... One of the stories I wrote into the play was um, a comment I got from a nurse when I was in hospital before I'd been properly diagnosed. And um, and I went through, I kind of spoke about how much pain I was in um, and how difficult it was for my family. So that, that particular experience was um, difficult to write, um, partly because I felt like I feel so much and I couldn't compress it into a small little story, Mm. Um, but also because I knew it was going to bring back memories for for people around me who had to um, help me during that initial period when I was just in constant pain, constant severe, severe pain, and, um, and bringing back those memories for myself and for my family was a bit difficult. Um... Yeah, one of the other monologues that was mine was, um, yeah, my experience of going through drama school um, and and how a lot of the advice I'd been given about acting and a lot of the techniques I'd learned are completely irrelevant now because I can't do them. Um, and, yeah, just, just sort of highlighting the industry itself and... Um, and how the industry needs to do better to support disabled performers, and that comes from education up. Um, that a lot of my friends who have who are actors with disabilities were able-bodied actors before they um, developed their disabilities, and how we need to be supporting people who want to be actors um, who already have disabilities. Um, so I didn't go too much into that, but sort of just spoke through my experience. Um, and how, yeah, I, I guess, I hope that can change. Yeah. Um, just wondering, Rachel, when you did go through those experiences in your life which were challenging, what are some of the things which helped you get through and move forward during those times? Uh, my family, <laughs> which a lot of people don't have. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't have the support of family and friends around them, which... It's really difficult. I'm just very lucky I had that support. Mm. Um, my parents had to take me back in and literally care for me um, for for certain periods of time. Mm. Um, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> 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 I, 
um, in terms of like emo- like emotionally dealing with the stress of of um, difficult times. I watch Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter constantly. They're good movies. Um, I can't blame I you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I guess I guess they they overcome in the end, don't they? The, the challenges and mm. um, and that doesn't mean it doesn't follow doesn't stick with them um, because it does especially in Lord of the Rings but um. you're listening to Youth and Loud and what on what I guess what are some of the main obstacles that people may face in Australia who have a disability or a chronic illness Um, accessibility is a big one Um, not being able to get into restaurants or theatres um, because it's upstairs or mm. um, oh, there's so many restaurants you, you wouldn't believe that have a disabled access toilet upstairs so you can get your huh. wheelchair into the toilet but you can't get up the stairs right. yeah. it's just, they just don't people just not thinking things through mm. even like my hairdresser I have to go upstairs to get to the toilet um, just things like that that um, able-bodied people don't think through but the biggest one and I guess what I was addressing in the show is um, attitudes and the attitudes. We have quite a um, diet, exercise, culture. And um, the name of the show, Have You Tried Yoga, comes from a suggestion that pretty much anyone who's got any type of chronic illness or disability or even a lot of able-bodied people um, are familiar with because we feel like, as a society, we just have these uh, get these ideas that if we try this, it'll cure it, or if we try that, it'll yeah, yeah, yeah. do this or do that or do that. And we just need to trust that people with illnesses and disabilities understand their own bodies and that them and their doctors know what's best for them, um, mm. though the doctors sometimes don't, um, and that we shouldn't be making unwarranted suggestions or having attitudes that people are sick and it's their fault because it's not. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you touched on that. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you, um, how you came up with the name of the show, yeah. Have You Tried Yoga and What That Means. I guess, do you think that part of a reference to that name may be accepting that there's certain conditions or circumstances in which there's not a cure or not a solution and it's more a matter of learning to manage and cope as opposed to finding... A permanent solution? I think a, a lot of able-bodied people don't realise that actually most things don't have a cure mm. um, and most things are about coping and managing and some mm. people go into remission and come out um, and some people don't. Um, even just the fact that there's different types of MS, people think MS, that's, that's one that people are quite familiar with, um, but there's so many different kinds of MS. Mm. Um, and different ways it affects people and yeah just our lives are about managing um yeah managing and coping and being supported and about um i i guess as an attitude that um we're only disabled because of the society we live in um that we're, we're just differently abled and um if our society could could cope, could address, and I'm not getting my words out properly, could um, understand right. us and 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 work with us better, um, mm. that would that it wouldn't be such 
so difficult, yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if you've found this, but I find personally that people either tend to fall into one of three camps. They either go, you'll, like, for me, people have said to me, like, you'll never get married, you'll never have a relationship, which is rubbish and stuff like that. But I also have, I don't know if you've had this experience, but you also have people who, I suppose, either ignore your disability or or play on it and talk to you like you're a small child. Like, do you ever, have you ever had those kind of interactions? Yeah, I, I always said, when, particularly when I um, was using a wheelchair, people either ignore you completely or um, they get obsessed and, yeah, they do that. Yeah, um, they kind of they, baby you. Yeah, they bit. baby you. Yeah, it's like one or the other. It's like mm. we don't have that middle ground. Some people just don't know how to just yeah. talk to us. <laughs> like, um, can I ask, Rachel, what, what would be that middle ground place? I guess what's a respectful and an appropriate way for someone who is able to support and help someone who has a disability? It depends on your relationship with that person. Mm. Um, if it's just someone you're meeting, just just talk to them like you would anybody else. Um, if, you're, if you're a person who's quite close to them... Um, you, you, there needs to be a little bit more understanding about, I guess, our needs um, for people who are who are friends with me. Um, there's an understanding that sometimes I can't get to things, I got to cancel at the last minute, um, or I might need a bit of extra support, or um, like come and bring me food. <laughs> it's a good one, especially for people who are living alone um, when they're going through a tough time. Like just rock up with some food, like. Mm because it's expensive and um, yeah. and we don't always have the energy to do basic things like that. But yeah. it, it definitely depends on your relationship with that person. Um, and just just don't give advice unless it's asked for ever. Like, yeah. I think that's a really good point to not give advice unless it's um, asked for. Yeah. Um, what, what other simple things, I guess, can people do to um, support or help someone with, with disability? Uh, listen. Um, Everyone has a bit of a different idea about what they want and what they need from a relationship, I guess. Mm. Um, but for me, like to to listen and be there um, is really important, and to not to not shut down my experiences um, when I'm like talking about my life because my health is my life. Um, another thing you can do is don't use us as um, jumping boards for inspiration. Um, as a term you might have heard heard about, which has been coined recently. Can you unpack that a bit. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with that myself. Yeah. To be honest. So there's a, a term um, recently coined um, called inspiration porn, which is essentially um, you've probably seen it all the time. Like on The Voice, um, is probably a good example when they have um, someone on The Voice who has a, a particular condition, and and people just and able-bodied people just grasp onto that and they use that to motivate themselves but they don't actually do anything to help people like when people when people with disabilities break through the barriers and you use that to motivate yourself if you're an able-bodied person but you do nothing to break down the barriers that make it difficult for people in the first place yeah okay um that's really not okay Mm. um yeah so don't don't use us as inspiration for Mm. like you're running or you're trying to achieve something like that's really not nice because <laughs> it gets to the point where you where you sit there and go yes i might be very inspiring but at the end of the day i'm just like you you know kind yeah. of thing absolutely um rach have you had i guess one message to give to someone who was disabled or abled um either way what, what would that be and i guess through um 
through your playing, through what you were trying to convey in your play, what would be uh, the, the one message? I guess, I guess I was trying to promote understanding um, because when you understand and you make an effort to understand, so yeah, I guess making an effort to understand is probably what I was trying to do. Um, it just it makes people's lives easier. Um, bit brain foggy here. <laughs> I can't yeah. think what else. And I guess yeah. um, would it be having a sense of uh, compassion and not being judgmental towards someone who has a disability? I think for me it goes further than that. Yep. Um, I think we all know that on the surface. We all know we shouldn't um, be judging people. Um, but it's little things we do every day where we don't realise that we are. Mm-hmm. And and even within the disabled community where there's ableism because we don't get each other all the time, it goes beyond the obvious because a good person knows that you shouldn't, shouldn't say that or you shouldn't do this. Um, but perhaps there are those little things that you don't realise are actually having a really big impact on someone's life. Um, the things that you say, the things you suggest that you shouldn't suggest, the um, the way you didn't um, call someone when they'd been in hospital for six weeks or you expected someone to be positive in a really dark moment, um, mm. those sorts of things um, that you need to be listening and be aware of. Um, to, yeah, just listen to people who have disabilities and and hear what they have to stay, say. And, and when you hear their stories, you start to understand why you need to behave differently um, rather than just saying it on the surface. I think stories have a, a really powerful way of, of um, bringing across a message without it being preached. Because mm. it's, it's through empathy rather than compassion. Um, because we don't want to be pitied. And I think if... If it's we're just talking about um, compassion and consideration, then there's that definitely that danger that we'll end up being pitied when that's not what we want at all, because mm. um, that's just as damaging. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Youth and Loud. I guess Rachel, I'm aware that some people who listen to the podcast may have a disability, or they may know someone who has a disability, um, and they may be going through a difficult stage in their life. Um, what could you say to, I guess, bring a sense of hope or bring a sense of encouragement to those people? Mm. <laughs> yeah, just if you're going through a tough, a tough period, like. Yeah, really just hang in there because um, it's it's getting better as a, as a society. We're, we're getting there, um, mm. at least in Australia, perhaps. So you think, that Australia's, um, you think that Australia's moving towards the right direction, but we've still got a long way to very, go? Very, very, very slowly. Yeah. Um, but we are starting to hear voices that we weren't hearing before. Um um, people like Carly Finlay um, is great. There's a lot of Facebook pages. Like if, if you're um, a person with a disability or you're someone who wants to know a little bit more, just head on Facebook pages and um, like places like White Ass, um, Young, they're for 
Young um, Disability Advocacy Service. Mm, yep. um, they're a really great resource, and if you're having any issues um, and you need some advocacy, um, you can contact them, and they're, they're really lovely and fantastic people. Mm. Um, uh, Women with Disabilities is another Facebook page you can... Um, have a look on if you if you're a woman and or um, femme identifying and and um, and you want some some resources there like definitely seek out resources that's something that I've learned over the last six months um, would it also be I guess important for someone who may be experiencing a difficult circumstance in their life to recognize that they're not alone um, and is that something which has helped you personally in your experience to recognise that there's other people who have had an illness or had a disability and have really struggled? Um, has that, I guess, helped you to be encouraged and inspired and to keep moving forward? Um, um, absolutely. Uh, someone said to me, one in five people in Australia has a chronic illness or disability. So that's, mm. that's a fifth of the population. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of us. Um, and I guess there's different le- levels of ability within that, but there's a lot of us. Mm. And um, I have an online support group that has been amazing and um, and we're really supportive of each other and um, that's definitely helped me. I'm not sure where I'd be without that. So Awesome. Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of us out there if you can find us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess um, within that, um, surrounding yourself with a network of people who can care and support you is another key part of um, moving forward and, 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 and managing. Um, yes, if you can find I don't find think I made them. a lot of sense there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not everybody has a good family support. Um, mm. I'm very lucky that I do. Um, very lucky because a lot of my, my friends don't. Mm. But my friends have, or oh, we have a, a good little friend friendship community of us. Mm. Um, that get along really well and understand each other and are very supportive and awesome. um, yeah if you you do you do need some kind of support you do, you can't mm. do it alone um, yeah so seek it out if you can um, mm. resources like people at Headspace will be able to help you um, yeah. places like that um, so where where do you see yourself in the future um, Rachel um, what, what, what are your plans I guess for the future um, I am going to continue with this show. We, um, cool. It was actually technically only a development show, um, but we've just had such great reviews and there seems to be a need for it. Mm. Um, so we're going to further develop it, um, extend the cast um, so that I can have at least two more cast members. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're an actor, uh, like me on my Facebook page so that you can... Um, be aware when that's happening and when we're casting for that um i'm gonna keep trying to get work it's quite difficult um there's a lot of things i can't apply to do because i can't physically do them Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of other discrimination i've had um some interesting comments uh, made to me which were not okay Mm. um i've also had a lot of i guess people casting thinking they get to decide for me what i can and can't do which is not really okay either. But um, I will keep trying to get the work that I can get mm. and um, I'll keep working on that. And I've also got plans. Um, I'm running a couple of plays at the moment. Um, so I'm hoping to... They're, um, more, they're less shows. Have You Tried Yoga was more of a, um, a 
devise sort of eclectic piece yep. and um, these other ones I'm writing are more straight plays um, so I'm hoping I'll be able to produce and um, and get those up at some point in the next two years awesome. as well yeah. yeah that sounds really good I'm excited um, it'd be great to see one of your shows um, at some point in the future yeah so yeah cool. um Thanks heaps uh, on behalf of Youth and Loud once again for coming on the show, Rach. It's really great to hear your story and I think that um, listeners who hear your story and the journey you've been on are going to be encouraged and I think it's a good source of um, just encouragement and to, to have that positive influence. So, um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks heaps to Rachel Edmonds for coming on the show and thanks to co-host Nathan Slatcher for helping with this interview. If you felt concerned about anything you've heard tonight, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 26 38, Lifeline on 13 11 14, or you can check out reachout.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time on Youth and Loud!